Welcome to a new season of Retrain Your Brain with me, Chartered Psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang. And in this season, I am going to give you my usual life hacks, but I'm also interspersing these episodes with special guest episodes that I've recorded with N Live Radio and the Wellbeing Lounge, where I've had the pleasure of learning life hacks, psychological fixes, and great ways to thrive from wonderful wellbeing advocates. Let's get started. I wanted to take a moment to think about financial health, because when I was writing The Leader's Guide to Resilience, I did talk about a number of pillars of resilience, which researchers had previously identified as key to well-being. Things like mental health, physical health, spiritual health, social health, or energy, future focus, inner drive, flexible thinking, strong relationships, or self-care, self-awareness, purpose, the growth mindset, satisfaction with lifestyle. And I said, knowing what keeps your temple standing, the body is a temple, will be essential not only for being able to thrive by pushing boundaries or reaching upwards whilst things are going okay, but also for rebuilding and surviving when things get difficult. Now, what I found surprising was that financial health didn't feature. When I was writing the book before that, which is the leader's guide to mindfulness, I had already identified this omission. And I'd like to ask you now, do you know what your day-to-day spending is? Do you overindulge or splurge financially and feel guilty afterwards? Do you ignore bills and statements? Do you know if you're in debt? And if so, how much do you owe? Awareness of our finances gives us a sense of control. Otherwise, why would there be so many anecdotal reports of people who know they've overspent, but are deliberately ignoring their bills? But it's also possible that our personal spending habits can sometimes indicate how we behave in other areas of our lives. So just as an example, if you perhaps are lucky or not enough to have a golden parachute, the ability to go and ask mum and dad or someone else to bail you out. How does that help you take responsibility in other areas of your life? Being able to work within a budget can teach us discipline. It can give us a sense of freedom, confidence, peace of mind, but also debt can have tragic emotional consequences. According to Money and Mental Health in 2021, over 420,000 people in problem debt consider taking their own life in England each year. And more than 100,000 in problem debt attempt it. Worse still, the pandemic has exacerbated an already difficult situation with the ONS reporting that over 800,000 Brits lost their jobs. It's not so much that we don't need money to enjoy life, but we need no excess of it to experience joyful abundance. We do need money to survive. And unfortunately, one PSHE session in year seven on budgeting is probably neither helpful nor meaningful when it comes to navigating our financial path in adulthood. And Yes, our bank statements are easily accessible at the touch of a biometric recognition sensor, but we do need to be a little bit more mindful when it comes to what we spend on. 
Yes, the reasons one gets into debt are highly individual, but there are some natural biases which may be working against us when it comes to our rational decision-making over our spending. So let's have a look. We've got the problem of hyperbolic discounting or the present bias. It was called hyperbolic discounting by psychologist Richard Hernstein because of the model he used to illustrate the phenomenon. The present bias is probably easier to understand. And this simply suggests that people tend to choose a small but soon reward over a larger but later one. In other words, more people would prefer £100 now than £110 in a month's time. But if the delay were now, so for example, £100 in a month's time and then £110 in two months, strangely enough, then people are happier to wait the two months. Unfortunately, this idea of wanting it now can be exploited by marketing schemes such as buy now, pay later or short term loans because the reward is immediate. You can have the thing now rather than saving up. But by having it now, we don't always think of the future. This idea of the present bias has its roots in evolution. We were originally built to survive. Our environment was far more dangerous, alliances were far more fragile, and our own lifespan was largely curtailed. As such, a bird in hand probably really was worth more than two in a bush. Best take what you can of the limited resources available now in case they're not available later. However, times have changed. Our lifestyles have changed, our health has changed, and what we can come to expect of our lifespan has also changed. And therefore, planning for our future self is perhaps not just sensible, but essential. Okay, coming from me, you'll say, well, what about carpe diem? And yes, I come from the mindset of positive psychology, and the importance of now is there. But... It's worth thinking about because, as many entrepreneurial books would argue, a little investment now can pay dividends later. The thing is, many people don't have the patience. As devil's advocate, I might even add, well, sometimes there can be very bad luck, which gets in the way. A global pandemic, for example, that was unexpected. And it unfortunately reset our values to surviving rather than thriving. So what future is there to plan for when over the last two years we've been getting through day by day? However, in broad terms, at least, times have changed and so must we. In a longitudinal study by Michelle, in Stanford University in 1972. Children aged three to six were asked to either choose a reward now or wait for a bigger reward later. And the children were then left alone with that reward. It was either a marshmallow or a pretzel stick and the researcher went out the room. It was found because it was a longitudinal study that children who were able to wait longer attained better life outcomes. However, this research has been challenged on the variable of the baseline of socioeconomic status. But the test does remain notable, showing that delayed gratification, certainly in modern life, may well bring greater rewards than instant satiation. 
It's also worth remembering that planning and adaptability are the areas that serve us best in uncertainty. So if you are going to make an investment, do your research to make sure it's a safe one. Don't fall prey to the FOMO, fear of missing out. Think about it, read about it, double check your sources. And while certainly it's exhilarating to throw caution to the wind, our judgments do need to evolve along with our lifestyles. So here are a few tips for financial health. Know your finances. Be aware of how much you have and how much you owe. And if the latter is big, have a clear plan to get out of debt. If you are really struggling, charities such as Step Change can be really helpful. Learn to shop smart, have a list, keep basic books of income and expenditure. Be mindful that we tend to spend more when away from home and when we're with other people. Consider using cash when it's permitted in stores. Also, really think about what you want to buy. Spend mindfully on the person you want to be. And when you're buying something, make sure you really appreciate it. There's no point spending for that hit of dopamine when you've bought something and then discarding it, throwing it away or never using it. Make considered investments. Poor investments can include lending. Never offer what you can't afford to lose. And remember, money is not a substitute for love. And that's all we have time for. But to find out more, do go to my website, which is www.draudreyt.com or tune into the Wellbeing Lounge on NLive Radio, which is www.nliveradio.com every Tuesday night at 9pm. 